0: strengthened in their faith and for their jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of jesus as the messiah
1: the son of god welcome to for zion's sake thank you for joining us we're the volks my name is Shelley,
2: and my name is june hi everyone
1: If you've been with us this week, you know we're talking about a theme called For the Lord's Sake. In other words, we have to be living for and doing things and thinking things for the Lord's sake, because as we spoke during the course of this week, His name is upon us, and wherever we go, we are representatives of the Lord Himself. Isn't that true, Junie?
2: It's true, Shelley, and so many scriptures that we read, we saw that the Lord did things for his namesake because the name of the Lord is called to be praised.
1: Amen. And if the Lord could do things for his name's sake, how much more, if we are created in his likeness and image, should we be doing and living for the Lord's sake? And today we'd like to focus in on the life and the ministry of Paul, because if anybody epitomized living for the sake of the Lord's name, we see it in Rabbi Saul who became Apostle Paul. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There's two verses there that really explain it very, very clearly. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're looking at verse 5. It says, Paul is writing, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord. And ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. In other words, Paul's entire ministry of preaching the gospel to the Jew and the Gentile and preaching him as the Lord of all was done for the Lord's sake. In other words, Paul's life was directed by this whole theme. I am doing this for the Lord's sake. He saved me, and this is my service to him, not for my own sake or for your sake, but for the Lord's sake himself.
2: And God had given Paul such great revelation that we see in 2 Corinthians that um, Satan was uh, sent to Paul to buffet him, that he would not become too high-minded, and in Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, we read, And the Lord, or and he, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. So here, when Paul had asked for the thorn in his flesh to be removed, not once, not twice, but three times, the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is is perfected in weakness. And Paul's response was, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses than the power, that the power of Christ might dwell in me. It's not human, Shelley. That's a divine response. And in verse 10, we read, therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults and distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for the Messiah's sake, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak then I am strong. So he learned something, Shelley, that was very, very important. He learned to be content. He learned that in his weakness, God was made strong, and he trusted the Lord with all of his heart. He lived for him so that the insults he took as an opportunity not only to pray for those who were insulting him, but to allow Christ's life to be strengthened within him to live and move and have his being in the Messiah
1: you know when you were saying that Junior, it just dawned on me how many of us in our natural would choose to be weak but we need to see, since Paul lived and did everything for the Lord's sake, he was willing to enter into the supernatural realm where through his weakness, the strength of the Messiah would be seen. Again, another verse back in Second Corinthians chapter 4 is verse 11, where Paul writes, "...for we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for the Messiah's sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh." And this doesn't necessarily mean that we're being physically uh, brought to death. But as we die to our own natural self, we will demonstrate and we will see the life of the Messiah demonstrated in our bodies. In other words, when we live for his sake, we become that witness that the Lord has called us to be every day of our life. That is a glorious way to live.
2: And uh, it would be masochistic, Shelley, to desire to die in the natural, and yet when uh, the insults come, or when trials come, or when persecutions come, we can see that as Paul saw it, that in our weakness to be able to even walk through the uh, adverse things in life, the life of the Messiah comes alive in us to enable us to live for his name's sake.
1: Amen. Junie, there's an incredible portion of Scripture also in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If we could look at that beginning at verse 20. 1 Corinthians 9.20. And this really spells out the heartbeat of Paul. And he's the one who said, follow me as I imitate the Lord. First Corinthians 9.20. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law. Though not being myself under the law, that I might win those who are under the law, to those who are without law, as without law, in other words, he's talking how he goes to the Jew and the Gentile, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I may win those who are without law, to the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I may by all means save some. And now here's the conclusion of this section. And I do all things for the sake of the gospel that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Junie, this is so incredible. And I pray that you and I are so stirred by this verse as well as everyone who's listening today. I do all things for the sake of the gospel. That I may become a fellow partaker of it, you know, Junie. No one else declares this, but Paul does this three times. He talks about the gospel as my gospel, as my gospel. It it was embedded in him, and that's the thing that we want to bring across this week by speaking about doing and living and being for the sake of the Lord, that we have to have every last strand of selfishness crucified out of our life and see that we've been put on this earth for one purpose, and that is to bring glory to the name of the Lord. And I believe we're touching on something, June, that could bring us to that place when we live and move and have our being in Him and live for the sake of the Messiah.
2: And you know, Shelley, we can't naturally take selfishness out of our life. Right. And so when the Lord allows a situation or circumstance to come into our life, if we think of him or <clears throat> the situation and circumstance as an opportunity to demonstrate the life of the Messiah, then we would be actually denying ourself Amen. because to live and do What uh, Jesus would have done is supernatural. So the life of God then becomes active to enable us to live and do as the Lord would do.
1: And Junie, let's go back to the Old Covenant, and I think we overlooked these verses before, but we need to see that we do things for his sake and our life will be so enriched. For example, even in the most familiar psalm, Psalm 23, we all know it, but listen to these words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Junie, God has our our interest at heart more than we do because we're still plagued by the natural tendencies. But here, he restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. I know we have to suffer as well as rejoice in the Lord for his namesake, but we need to see that out of the love that we've been speaking about in recent weeks, he guides us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake it's included and you know juni we have a personal story to share as we conclude this week's broadcasting when we lived in minnesota both scotty and dean were athletes for the high school team i was the baseball coach and then susie as a a 14 year old girl i think she was wanted to become a cheerleader and i was very much against it saying i don't want boys or anybody else to look at my daughter's thighs she's just an innocent young girl and so we had a lot of discussions as you well recall and you said, "Shelly, it might not be fair. You let the boys play ball, but you're not letting Susie be a cheerleader." So I spoke to her and I said, "Susie, you know my heart, but I'm going to let you make the decision. Whatever it is, we'll, uh, Mom and I will stand with you." And then I remember you telling me, June, on the day of tryouts, she came back into our trailer where we lived and you asked, "How did it go?" And she said, "Mom, I didn't go to tryouts." And as far as I remember, you said, why, Susie? And she said, I really wanted to be a cheerleader, but I knew it wouldn't make Dad happy, so I didn't... And I did not become a cheerleader.
2: What she said, Shelley, was she knew it would not please That's right. you, and she loved you and respected you.
1: So you know what? I can only say from my own experience, you don't know what that did in my heart, because basically what our daughter did, she did for my sake. If that pleased me... Do you know how much joy we could bring to our Heavenly Father's heart when we do things for His sake that would bring glory to His name? And I pray that you're really getting the sense of this message.
2: Going back to the Scripture, Shelley, we see in Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, it says, For to you it has been granted, for the Messiah's sake, not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for his sake, experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me, and me being Paul. So when we read the scriptures and see all of the suffering for the Lord's namesake that Paul went through and yet came out in victory, you and I are called to live. And to follow the Lord and trusting Him even through our sufferings for His name's sake.
1: Amen. Well, this is Friday, and as is our tradition, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen, and we're going to recite the Shema, and if you know it, say it along with us Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, hear, O Israel. The Lord, Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we thank you, thank you Lord. for the unity in the Godhead. Yes. We lift up our Jewish people that their eyes would be open to yes, see you. Lord. We lift up those who are called by the name of the Lord to live a life that would bring glory to you to by the l- name to the, for the glory the of the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray this in his name. Amen.
0: Amen.